This is the Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors podcast, sponsored by Visit Bemidji. Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors covers the lakes, woods, trails, wildlife, and anything else going on outdoors in Paul Bunyan's playground. Coming up next week, the National Walleye Tours National Championship on Devil's Lake. John Hoyer, the defending champ, is number one ranked going into the championship for the Angler of the Year. And, of course, is trying to defend his title, too. We check in with John, already pre-fishing on Devil's Lake, next. I turned the lake into a big old ass. I never used ass for 20-pound tears. If you're fishing with me, you're fishing with the best. And if you're not, who is ass? Hi, this is Nate Blazing with the Missile Guide League, and you're listening to Paul Bunyan Country Outdoor. We are checking in with John Hoyer today. John is uh, certainly a guy we love to talk to. He's got such great insights on fishing and, and actually a lot of other stuff as well. And, of course, he's getting ready for the National Walleye Tours National Championship at Devil's Lake next week. He comes in ranked number one in the Angler of the Year standings and the defend, defending national champion. So no pressure at all on you, John. <laughs> no, no self-imposed pressure for sure. I love <laughs> I love Devil's Lake, so I'm just happy to be here. Uh, well, De- Devil's Lake is certainly a, a fishery that people who love walleye fishing and really any any number of fish love to go to. It's a truly unique piece of water, a large piece of water, and there's a ton of fish in that lake. Yeah, it's a must visit if you're a walleye angler for sure. Tell me a little bit about, uh, you know, you've been in there a few times, I'm sure. What kind of walleyes do we find? Uh, good sizes, midland sizes? What what can we expect next week? Yeah, so I've been fishing it for a day and a half, and I have caught walleyes all the way from, I mean, it's almost like every year class is represented, but anywhere from 5 inches up to 29 inches. Wow. And, I mean, there is numbers and numbers of, like, a 15-inch year class, an 18-inch year class, a 22, a 24-inch year class. Um, I haven't fished here since 2019 other than ice fishing, and uh, it's pretty amazing right now where it's like you can literally roll through an area, and granted, less of them are 24-inchers, but, you know, there's 24-inchers there, and you'll catch two, three, four of them. So, um, yeah, with that said, practice has started off great. I realize how much I miss this place, and... Um, uh, if the tournament started tomorrow, that'd be fine. That's a great feeling. But um, I know that there's a whole bunch of other stones left unturned that we got to go check. So looking forward to it. So you're, you're coming in as the number one ranked angler in the Angler of the Year standing. So it indicates you've had a pretty good year so far. And, of course, the defending national champ. So there's a couple of things on the line here. Uh, repeat championship and, and some, some cash over there. And an Angler of the Year trophy that would bring you a boat. So there's a lot to play for. Yeah, and it's kind of funny how, um, you know, in years previous, the Angler of the Year title is, you know, a very prestigious title in our sport. And I always kind of looked at it and was like, well, all you won was your entry fees for next year, which would maybe be $8,000. So I was always just kind of, I'd always joke about it. But then this year, uh, first time ever, instead of giving second place a ranger at the championship, they're giving the angler of the year a ranger boat. So 
it's definitely divine intervention that I am in the position that I'm in. I can't just say like, oh, well, then I tried to win England of the Year this year because that's not how it's gone down. Um, <laughs> I've been fortunate with, you know, I think three, well, three top five finishes. So um, I guess the way the math works, rightfully so, a guy who's had three top fives and just out of the money once, you know, generally will always be in the lead for England of the Year going into the last tournament. So tell me a little bit about your past years. Have you been the angler of the year in in the past or not? No, I haven't. Um, I think I've been in like second, you know, maybe, I don't know about the final tournament, but, you know, into the, into the fourth tournament, I've been, you know, in second or third and in contention. Um, I don't know if I've ever even been in contention, you know, mathematically at the championship before, but, you know, I've been in the top five before and top ten. So how are you sitting? I mean, uh, you, do you have a, a good cushion, or is it a pretty tight race right now? Well, it would feel like a better cushion if that so-called cushion wasn't over my travel partner, uh, Dwayne <laughs> Jelm. So I think it's six points, which is six places. So the reality of it is if I finish uh, sixth or better, he can't beat me, you know, regardless of if he wins or not, or maybe seventh or better. Um, and... The tie breaker, if we finish with the same number of points, as biggest bag. So I currently have him in that at Sault Ste. Marie, but um, I don't know. From what I've seen so far in Devil's Lake, I would think our biggest bag of the year, you know, could come from here. Okay. Wow. Um, and how many national championships have you won? Uh, two of them. Okay, so you're going for the trifecta this year. <laughs> yep. Okay. If you win, if I won the championship, then the angler of the year would obviously take care of itself, and I would be somehow figuring out how to get two, three total ranger boats home. Ooh. Uh, yeah, so that would be a good problem to figure out. That's that's what we call a first-world problem. Yes, for sure. <laughs> All right, so that's, let's talk a little bit about the season so far. Uh, kind of map out uh, the tournaments and, and how they've fallen for you. Yeah, I mean, I've kind of had time to think about that on the road lately. And, you know, that first one was the end of March in Spring Valley. And my very first walleye was a true unicorn, like five-pounder, the very first day in the first 10 minutes. Um, and those weights were so small there, you know, I had 12 pounds, 15 ounces. And one of them was a five-pounder. And that was, you know, the biggest bag of day one. Um, I don't know if anyone even touched 13 pounds in that tournament, but uh, finished... Uh, fourth place there, I believe. And then our next tournament, we went to Winnebago. And that one has always been a thorn in my side as far as finishing. I've always done well in practice, but uh, I think I got like 31st place, so out of the money, but respectable. Um, and then the third tournament was Francis Case. So that's where my partner, Dwayne, won the tournament. I took uh, fifth uh, in a tie, so I had the smaller day one bag so i ended up fifth and then our last term was sue st marie and i ended up taking i believe fourth there so before going into sue st marie dewey had like a 21 or 25 point lead on me in second and then he faltered a little bit he was just outside the money i believe and you know me taking fourth that was 27 or 28 places better than him, and that's why I have a, a six-point lead. Okay, so so pretty good fishing for you this year on on the various waters. Yeah, it's been awesome, and um, you know, I look back at 
my AIM tournament, the Hunters Point Shootout, Malax, uh, top tens there, and then we were fortunate to win the Graha tournament this year. So, um, oh, yeah, it's right. been a great year for sure. Hey, tell me a little bit about the the tour lakes this year. Uh, any were were any of them first time experiences for you? Uh, yeah, the lower end of Francis Case. That was the first time I fished down there. Um, you know, I've grown to have a. I wouldn't even call it a love hate. I actually do not like fishing up by Chamberlain. It's um, this kind of nondescript structure. It's all flats, and we fished it two years in a row um, in the springtime, you know, around spawn. So I was so over Francis Case on the Missouri <laughs> River. But I knew that that lower end had fished down there one day. I knew it was at least cooler looking and had some structure and, like, a bunch of trees and stuff. So, um that was my first time down there, and I literally fell in love with the place. Uh, it's basically a numbers fishery, but, I mean, there was days where we'd catch 100 walleyes that were, you know, 15 to 20 inches long. So, but the scenery itself, again, if you're a walleye fan, um, you owe it to yourself to go fish out of Pickstown, South Dakota. Rainy National Walleye Tour National Champion John Hoyer is my guest. Got a lot more stuff to talk about with John next. Hey, I'm Jason Rylander of North Country Guide Service. My back sure hurts from carrying Kev Jackson for all these years. Be the traveler, be the adventurer, and be a trailblazer in Bemidji, Minnesota. Plan your visit to Bemidji today. Enjoy unique lodging, engaging hospitality, and outdoor adventures in a pristine, natural setting. Fish over 400 lakes or explore over 160 miles of bike trails. Then wind down with an award-winning pint from Bemidji Brewing. From hiking to canoeing to golf and live music, there's so much to explore. Plan your adventure at visitbemidji.com. Bemidji points this is Mandy Year, and you're listening to Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors. National Walleye Tour National Champion John Hoyer, my guest. He's already pre-fishing for next week's national championship as he goes for a second straight title and third overall. He's also number one in the field for Angler of the Year going into the national championship. Tell me a little bit about, and I know we've had this conversation in the past, John, but, you know, we always have new listeners as the show expands and maybe some of the people listening to, to John Hoyer for the first time. Tell us your journey into uh, into fishing and how you were able to find yourself in the professional fishing world, uh, I think, which would be a dream job for a lot of young and up-and-coming anglers. Um, what's the, what's your story, and what's your advice for those who would like to follow that path? Yeah, I get asked that question all the time, Kevin, and uh, I, I, you know, without talking to the person face-to-face, I like to be um, a realist, to, you know, say a, if a younger angler sends me a message on Instagram. And it really comes down to, in hindsight, you know, I fished more than every one of my friends combined, basically. You know, um, the ones that got married out of college, you know, had kids, etc. You know, I'd fill in every day with one of those different friends. They might fish once a week with me or twice a month, but I would literally be on the water every day. And, um, you know, ice fishing wasn't any different or isn't really. I mean... So basically my whole life I fished for every species throughout each season and, you know, just was detail-orientated, just kind of always tried to find a better way, a faster way to catch them, how to catch big ones. Um, and then a 15-year musky stint really is the upper level of that, you know, being detail-orientated. But, um, you know, when I started fishing tournaments, I had a realization pretty quick in musky tournaments that, you know, we can do well in these. 
we're pretty good at musky fishing. This is news to us, but against 100 boats, you know, we're taking top tens. Um, same kind of vibe I got when I started fishing as a co-angler on the National Walleye Tour. Uh, learned a lot as a co-angler, but I also uh, gained confidence in the fact that, you know, I had a better knowledge of my electronics than some of the pros I was going with. You know, not all of them, obviously. And also, you know, time management and just kind of observing the daily conditions and realizing how often, you know, things change. Uh, I just knew I would be able to fish as a pro and, you know, hopefully compete. Um, I kind of had a reality strike the first year, didn't cash a check, cashed my first couple of checks the second year, and this is my sixth year, I believe, or seventh year um, on the pro side. And, you know, now I've been fortunate to have a few tournament wins. But, yeah, so going back to that, I mean, it really comes down to there isn't many guys that I fish against on the National Wally Tour that have spent as many hours in a boat as I have. I know that um, just from talking with people. So, uh, again, it's kind of that 10,000-hour rule where, you know, you're inevitably going to be better than average and uh, maybe even in the top of that if you just simply have more time on the water than others. And I think uh, one of the things people need to understand is, um, you know, you don't just get to fish tournaments to make enough money to live. I mean, it's just like golfers. It's just like NASCAR guys. Um, there's sponsorships and, and there's there's sponsors you need to get a hold of. And I don't know if you have to do it or if you have an agent. But, I mean, there, there's all that whole aspect of uh, those kind of relationships and those kinds of deals you need to make uh, to get the cash you need. Yeah, for sure. And, um, you know, right away that grew to be my favorite part of being a professional angler was um, having those conversations. I mean, you need to be a people person. You know, you need to talk to these companies and have honest conversations and figure out what your deliverables are. And then, you know, go ahead and portray that or, you know, tell them what you can do for them. And then you can start having conversations of, you know, um, how much your travel expenses are, how much your entry fees are. Would you be willing to do a nice logo on my boat or truck for $5,000? That pays two entry fees and some travel. Talk to another company. Um, kind of piecemeal together. And, um, you know, as a success comes, too, and, you know, top ten finishes or cash and checks, then, you know, the fishing industry has been here for a long time. There's already kind of a set, um, you know, bar as far as, like, what your success looks. Are you nationally recognized? Are you fishing a national tournament? And there's already kind of some predetermined amounts that they're willing to pay anglers. So, um, yeah, a really fun challenge right away to, you know, to be able to get all my expenses paid, to be able to travel, never need to cash a check to pay a bill at home. And, um, you know, it really allows a person to just fish freely and, you know, not have a financial side of it uh, in the back of your head while you're making decisions on the water. Well, yeah, absolutely. And, and that, I think that's obviously very important, right? Oh, very important, yes. Yeah. Um, I, don't, I don't know how I'd do if I wasn't able to say that from, you know, the first tournament I fished on the pro side. I've been very fortunate. But how many sponsor, sponsors do you have, John? Um, I think like 18 of them, maybe 17. Okay. Wow. So, yeah, that looks good on paper and on the boat and truck that, <laughs> but uh, my friend Corey Springle, you know, put it in my mind first, but in essence, I have 17 different bosses. I guess a few of them are from the same company, Pure Fishing, uh, but, you know, 15 different bosses, and it's not as hard as, a, you know, punching the time clock or working 40 hours as a carpenter, but, you know, you need to have that in the 
you know, shift it to the forefront of your mind during when you're not fishing a national level event. You know, it's to do social media support. It's always on my mind when I'm fun fishing, which inevitably takes some of the fun out of it. <laughs> um, but when you start getting feedback from people and they send you pictures of fish they caught and they thank you for, you know, answering a question for them and they have success, it's really what motivates me. You know, it's... Um, it, I'm not really motivated by money, but it's a hard job, you know, if you're not enjoying doing it. So it's kind of a two-part thing there why um, why I actually do enjoy, you know, social media and giving tips and stuff like that. So um, how does it work? I mean, do you go out and say, I really like your stuff and I'd like to, I'd like, uh, you know, to be a sponsor? Do they say, John, you're a really good uh, walleye angler. I think you should, you should be our, uh, our guy. Um, yeah, I mean, it's kind of been... I don't know if it's even 50-50 for me. Um, a lot of the people I talk to, you know, approach me or whatever, or, you know, you'll end up with a bunch of contacts in the fishing industry. And, you know, originally it was like the Gary Parsons, Chase Parsons, Corey Sprangle. They were all tied in with Berkeley. They knew me as a person. They knew my angling abilities. So they were able to give references and, um, you know, made those initial conversations a lot easier other than being, you know, John Doe who sends an email and says, uh, I took 11th in the AIM tournament in Minnesota, I took 3rd in this one, I took 2nd in that one. I mean, they get a lot of those emails. So, um, yeah, again, that's kind of the fun of it is that networking and getting to know people and then being able to make a positive impression on them, you know, when you finally do get to meet them face-to-face or, you know, over the phone. Um, and then from there, it's just a, like any other relationship, it grows and, I like to just have real honest talks with sponsors and, um, you know, kind of let them know where I think I sit in the walleye world right now and, you know, maybe prices are going up or whatever. Would you guys want to do a little bit more money this year? I could give you a little bit bigger logo. So, uh, yeah, it's just kind of a fun equation when it all comes down to it. Well, uh, I'll be talking to uh, Gussie, Jeff Gustafson, tomorrow, I believe it is. And, of course, he won the uh, Bassmaster Elite last year. And, uh, boy, his world changed in, like, zero minutes, zero seconds after doing that. Yeah, in three days, for sure. It's crazy. That one's extra special because of, you know, the fact he's the only Canadian ever to do it. And um, following him on social media for the month after, where, like, the prime minister, uh, you know, members of the house give them a shout out in the senate or you know in the house or whatever and uh all the little videos and stuff it was really heartwarming because uh you know he's a friend of mine also and it was just so cool to see him win that he's so cool he's just a great guy and yeah i mean you don't you don't hear the president of the united states congratulating the uh the fishing champs that, that often but uh up in canada they do yeah, for sure. They only like football down here and baseball. <laughs> yeah, that's, that seems to be the case, for sure. Well, uh, when you haven't been pre-fishing for uh, the national championship and uh, between the, your tournaments, where have you been fishing and, and what kind of action have you been seeing? Um, honestly, I haven't fished that much in August. I went right to Door County for um, a vacation with my aunt and uncle and my dad. And I think we golfed three times and we fished twice, but um, obviously one of my favorite places to fish, especially in August. And uh, we caught some big walleyes. I learned a few new spots to put in the memory banks for, you know, inevitably a future tournament. Uh, then I went home and I, I've basically been getting ready for the elk season, uh, shooting my bow, some running, some working out, eating healthy, 
and uh, I fished Minnetonka, I think, only two days uh, for walleyes, like in the last two weeks. Okay, wow. Uh, so yeah, I suppose, though, you you know, you've talked about it before. You you like to get on the golf course occasionally. I know you're really big in the hunting realm. Um, so you you probably need to have that diversity with the amount of fishing you have to do. So maybe uh, some of that time that a, the rest of us who are working nine to five would be out on the water. You you need to do something else. Yeah, and I am out on the water a lot, but it it's it was just kind of this August to the championship window where like okay, mission accomplished in the regular season. I have oh my goodness, I have three and a half weeks, and I only have one thing on my calendar. Um, so it was just this awesome feeling. I'm, I'm like, I need to go reacquaint myself with my long lost friends I haven't seen for four months. Sure. Uh, so we'll book a tea time here or there and there. So. Um, yeah, just nice for the psyche, you know, to be able to go have normal conversations and catch up with lifetime, lifelong friends and family. And, um, yeah, it definitely feels good and gets you refocused where, you know, a 12-hour day on the water every day in practice just seems completely normal. I'm not, you know, I'm not worn down at all and uh, ready to get after it. As we gear up for the National Walleye Trail National Championship next week on Devil's Lake, we're talking with the number one ranked angler, going into the championship, and the defending champion, John Hoyer. Well, you are obviously the guy that uh, everybody's gunning for, as you are the defending national champ and number one in the uh, Angler of the Year standings going into the championship. But as you look at that field, that's 41 sticks that that you've competed against all year, uh, who's looking hot to you? Who are you really concerned about right now? I'm very concerned about my travel partner, Dwayne. Max Wilson also, he gets on some pretty serious heaters. Um, you know, in the past, they've looked like top five finishes. Uh, but now that he won and he just had this whole different, you know, psyche at Sault Ste. Marie where he was just so relaxed and everything, I'm like, oh, man, I hope that this doesn't be a pattern going forward because uh, it's it's been a blessing to a lot of us, the fact that, you know, he'll have one good day, one bad day because, yeah, if Max tied together multiple good days, like in the last two years, he'd probably have one or two other victories. Okay. Um, so, yeah, he's definitely streaking. And, um, I mean, there's some perennial guys that have always done really well here at Devil's Lake, too. But um, it's always a new body of water each time we come up here. So that always lends pretty good for, like, Dwayne and Dusty and I, um, just being able to look at it on a new new level every time we come here. So that's kind of what we've done right away, and I look forward to, you know, doing more of that the rest of the week. So I'm not scared, if that's what you're asking. Well, I wouldn't expect you to be scared, <laughs> but I'd expect you to, to know what, you know, know the field out there. Yeah, for sure. I definitely know all of them. So um, it's going to be a great championship. It's, um, you know, I think when I won here in 2019, it was like um, – I have 20, 21, and 25 pounds, so 40, 60, maybe like 67, 68 pounds, um, but man, I could see it being like 75, even 80 pounds, I think, this year. There's just so many fish in this lake right now. Wow. Hey, I got to tell you something. It's a, <laughs> so I was talking to Dusty yesterday, had him on the show, and this will tell you, you'll, you'll know what town I live in based on this. When I heard him throw out John and Dwayne, I said, wait, the Peterson brothers are back on the National Walleye Tour? <laughs> nice. 
new secret Northland jig. Yeah, right. But, oh, man. So that's, yeah, I live in Bemidji. So when I hear John and Dwayne, I'm thinking the Petersons right off the bat. Yeah, of course. <laughs> All right. Well, um, for those of us who aren't going to be in national championships, just want to go out and catch some fish this time of year. Uh, well, you know, you, you, you know what's going on, uh, and you've, uh, you've experienced it many years. What, what should we, we be doing right now? Where should we be looking? Yeah. I mean, as far as Minnesota or really anywhere, you know, this time of year, it's, you know, you wouldn't write it on the calendar as the very best time of year to go catch walleyes. And a lot of that's based on the fact that all the forage is like, you know, getting to be, nice size forage um all the stuff that hatched this year so it, you know maybe the food's a little harder to catch but they're bigger meals and it's just always tougher to catch them but you know right away as far as like you know 20 to 30 foot rock you know trolling crankbaits um hitting bottom making contact you know it's an aggressive thing to do but that's a classic minnesota way to catch them you know i've caught tons of walleyes in lake vermilion um, just trolling down the edges where the rock meets the mud this time of year uh, with flicker shads. So um, that's like primary. That's probably one of my favorite ways to catch them. Um, otherwise, you know, you can, if you don't have forward-facing sonar, you can kind of just drive around slowly out on those deep pieces of structure, 25, 30 feet deep, and, you know, drop a glide bait down on them, a jig wrap or a johnny darter, and just fish vertically and pump it hard and let it free fall. And, um, you know, that's a great way to catch them. And, you know, I guess no matter what, the water's going to cool here in the next couple of weeks. The days are getting shorter. So that'll be that first kind of um, transition of when, like, perch will really flood the shallows and get back into the weeds. Um, so, again, my favorite way to catch them with the paddle tail there. Um, you know, you can throw a smaller plastic and just kind of pop it through the weeds. But, uh, you know, a lot of that is just basically paddle tails. I don't think you can find a leech anywhere in the Midwest right now. So <laughs> if you did, you could throw a slip bobber right in that little same areas too. But, um, yeah, once you get these cool nights and you see the water temp dropping at all, you know, mid-upper 60s, whatever, uh, definitely time to go start trying the shallow weeds. Uh, John, before we wrap it up, uh, you have time for a fast five. Oh, I'm ready, Kevin. Okay, here we go. John Hoyer, fast five. Fast five. Did I Question number one. What is your favorite kind of pizza, and where is your favorite place to get that pizza? Holy cow, you put me on the spot here. I like a supreme pizza, so the more the merrier. And, you know, there's a lot of fancy pizza places, but I feel like I've only eaten at them once or twice. So if I had to pick a national brand that could get anywhere, it'd be Domino's. Uh, also because of the fact that I used to work for them when I went to school in North Dakota. Domino Supreme. All right. All right. Well, let's talk about, you know, in your in your neck of the woods, just, uh, you know, a neighborhood pizza place you love to go to. Is there one? Uh, I mean, Pizza Luce is a great place. Yeah. I don't eat pizza that often, so it's actually... It's usually more on the road when we don't want to cook or something and somebody just orders a bunch of pizzas, but... All right. Question number two. What is your favorite all-time TV show? Uh, How I Met Your Mother. Okay. All right. You didn't pause too much. Some guys, they, they can't think of anything besides fishing shows, but uh, obviously no. you watch a little beyond that. That one's easy. I think I've seen every episode, and if there was a show where I'd be in the room by myself watching it and laughing out loud <laughs> by myself, it, that one takes the cake. 
Question number three. Are you a pop drinker? Uh, I drink some Diet Mountain Dew once in a while. Okay, so a, a casual Diet Mountain Dew drinker. Yep, exactly. Not, not an addict. No. Okay. Question number four. If he's in the movie I'm going, who is your favorite actor? Oh, um, I don't know. Leonardo DiCaprio is pretty tough to beat. Leonardo DiCaprio. Okay. Yep. And question number five. This is very important, John. Vikings or Packers? Oh, man, I feel bad that I even stopped on this. <laughs> uh, I'm just going to say Vikings because I live in Minnesota. Um, but there is an asterisk because a lot of my family, including my brother's wife and her old side, is diehard Packer fans. So if the Packers win, I know that uh, like over 50% of my family is happy. <laughs> and when the Vikings win, I'm happy. So, um, yeah, I'll John, go with Vikings. John, be selfish. Yes, be selfish, please. Well, yeah, there you go, Vikings. <laughs> he is John Hoyer. He is the defending National Walleye Tour national champion. He is going into the championship as the number one angler in the Angler of the Year standings, uh, trying to win his third overall and second in a row at Devil's Lake next week. It's going to run, what, uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, 6th through the 8th, I believe. And, John, if people want to keep tabs on how you're doing, how can they do that? Um, the very best way to do it right now is our YouTube series called Tour Level Gold. Um, we actually we do two episodes per tournament stop. One's kind of practice leading up to the tournament, and then the second episode is day, uh, day one and two of the tournament. So um, Tour Level Gold on YouTube is a great way. Uh, we're on currently on Episode 7, uh, and then Episode 8 will release a week from yesterday, so next Tuesday right before our tournament. Uh, otherwise, if you follow, you can find me on Instagram, John Hoyer Fish, or on Facebook at Hoyer Fishing. All right, he's John Hoyer, great friend of the show, great guy, and, you know, I wish Dusty the best of luck, but uh, please understand I'm wishing you the best of luck too, John. I, I, you know, there's some great guys that I know in this tournament. Uh, any one of them that wins, I'd be happy, and you're certainly one of them. So good luck next week at Devil's Lake. I appreciate it. Take care. Now we're going fishing. Bye-bye, <laughs> <laughs>